Seeds by No Stone Theatre. This episode is brought to you in association with Arcola Theatre. If you are following the series, please do subscribe, share it with your friends and family, and let us know who you are by following us on our social media channels, at No Stone Theatre, where you'll also find more info on the show, reviews and interviews of the scientific experts who helped us make this series. You can also join our mailing list at nostonetheatre.com. Sign up before the 25th of November to be in with a chance of winning an A-free print of our series artwork by Gemma Hattersley. We recommend using headphones for the best listener experience. Episode 7. This is the symphony. Oh, God. What am I hearing? Zasha! Come quickly! What's happening? Dimitri! I know, I see them. They're all over the first floor, too. I hope they got in. It's rats and mice. Where are they coming from? There are hordes of them. Seal the boxes! They're metal. They are sealed. They're getting in the gaps. They'll eat the collection. What? Tie them up. Tie up the boxes. Hang them on the shelves and seal them. With what? String, rope, I don't care. (laughs) Quickly! They're everywhere. Like the kerosene hearts. We're low on fuel. Light them anywhere. We can burn them if we have to. Where are the matches? There's a box in the deal of something. How do you know that? Hurry! Have you been in his office? What does it matter? Get them! I'm standing in the office of Nikolai Vavilov, the first director of the Institute of Plant Industry. The room preserved like a seed sample. This is a box of matches on his desk, and this is a lamp that I am lighting. It burns a green-yellow flame. It sends my shadows flickering onto the walls. Out of the window, I can see the skyline of St. Petersburg and the Hotel Astoria. And I can see that one of the rooms of the hotel faces this office. And as I look out at the shadows of the locked-up hotel, I see the guest in that room. And he's playing a violin. Some loose horsehairs falling from his bow from the demands of the piece. And the black spots that swam in my eyes clear. And the image sharpens. I see the guest from Georgia whose violin case I noticed as he checked into the hotel a week before the accident. I see him spending his days in his room, practicing, never making any demands, always polite. He played all day, scales and arpeggios and Russian classics and folk songs. On the day of the accident, I heard a particular song as I came to work, One I played in my childhood, but not nearly so well. His window was open, and it drifted down to the street. And I looked up, and before I went to my office, and without thinking really, I took the lift to his floor, and I stood outside his door, and I listened to it. And as I did, a little cry of loss escaped me, suddenly, unbidden, from years ago, from the memory of it, from when I had to stop, from when I had to stop playing. And he must have heard it because he opened the door and saw me there, 
eyes wet, turning away, he asked me if there had been some complaints from the other rooms about his music, and I said well, the other guests were just complaining about their room service being late, which was due to a supply problem and was something I was in early to sort out. I just came to his door to listen because I remembered the tune. And nothing was said for a moment. And so to fill the silence, I asked him if I could get him anything. And he said it would be nice if he could have some macabliani bread, as it would give him a taste of home. And I said, with pleasure, because listening to him had been a rare pleasure, and it would be lovely to return the favour. And I must have said it in a way that expressed a whole tonne of other things, too, because he then said, it sounded like I didn't normally have pleasure in my life, and it was like he really saw me. Because I found myself saying, no, no, I don't normally have pleasure in my life. And I tell him, my father made me abandon the violin and work towards a life which would never see me hungry because not being hungry was important to him as he lived through the war and nearly starved to death as a child. And he said no one should go through that. And he says something else about Peter the Great bringing the potato to Russia and some other things too that I forget now. But I do what he asks give up the violin and go to college and work in supply chains and food management and just-in-time logistics and eventually end up at the hotel. But I pay a price for all this in family time, in friendships, in relationships and also in music, which I still miss and often wonder if I might have had a life which was different to the one where all I can think about is how to get a million calories into a hotel every day. And I'm very lonely, really. And I worry that if something happens to me, would anyone know about it or even really care that much? And perhaps the whole thing has been a waste of time. And it blurted out at me. And I thought I'd embarrassed him. But then he said, if anything happened to me, then he would care about it now he'd met me. And then he said, a good Maccabliani bread was difficult to find. And it wouldn't mean much to most people, but it would to him. So he believed getting it might be considered an act of love, and that would be a nice thing for both of us. And I think he knew what he was starting. And as I stand in this office, with the seeds to make the violinist's bread in my hand, I know why I took the seeds. And I also know why I must return them. I must do what, exactly? The entire collection is to be kept in these 18 rooms only. We will check the seals every day. Every month, we will go around and check the other rooms, too. We will continue to work in shifts of four people in each group, working for 24 hours at a time. You can't tell me to do that. It's what needs to be done. And how is Leonid supposed to do that? He can't even see. I can feel the boxes for damage. And I shall help him. Have you signed this off, Irina? Yes. Why is she telling us? Why aren't you telling us? It's about the information, not about who says it. With Vavilov gone? Just because he hasn't returned doesn't mean he's gone. With the director not present, 
You're the most senior employee of the Institute, and so it's right that you... What? ...are the... What does it matter? It matters because if we're to work a 24-hour shift... If we're to work a 24-hour shift, then we'll be finished in time to go to the concert. What? The Leningrad Radio Orchestra is performing the premiere of Symphony No. 7 by Shostakovich in 24 hours' time. It's Zasha's old orchestra. She'd be on desk three of the violins, and I think we should go. Leonard. I would like it if we all went. But how have you... We can go. I have arranged it. I don't know what to... It's 500 days into a siege. Who in their right mind? Us. There have been bombardments on the hour, every hour, since... I would be delighted to go, Leonard. Thank you. How will we even hear over the explosions? I will go too. Music. Now. Not now. In 24 hours. Meantime, we must protect the collection from the rodents. And so Zasha and I will check rooms 1 through 5, and then 6 through 10. Irina, 11 through 15. You will do 16 through to 18. Why have I only got three rooms? So you're fresher and better rested, and can enjoy Shostakovich's Symphony No. 7. What shall we wear? We will wear our finest clothes, the men will wear dinner jackets and we will polish our shoes. The rats ate my shoe polish. And then you will spit on your shoes and rub them until they shine. Nothing fits me anymore. Nor me. Then your dresses will hang off your bones and your purses will be empty, but we will listen to the music and try to imagine that we are beyond this time. That we are a year beyond. That we are a decade beyond. A hundred years beyond. I am tracing everything back and back and back to where this follows this, follows this, follows this, and the seeds are still in my hand, and it follows that they must be returned. And at this moment, I don't know if in my hand is the only red wheat in the world, the only taste of it anyone could ever have. And so I'm opening drawers and trying to work out where to put it, where it'll be safe. And as if I'm being rewarded for my efforts, for my remembering, I find a map that shows the layout of the Institute and where Georgia is located. And so, this is where I will go. This is where I blow out the lamp, and also blow on the red wheat seeds in my hand that have started to sweat slightly from the warmth of my skin. This is where I put them in my pocket, which is drier and darker. This is where I leave the office and follow the map to Georgia this is where I don't grind this wheat for bread for one person in a hotel. Instead, I put it in a drawer so that a billion people can eat it. And this is what I feel I was being asked to do in the first place. And where I feel I'm walking in time to a great symphony.
Will you hold my hand? Yes. Irina? Yes. Will you hold my hand? Yes. Dimitri. What? Hold my hand. All right. to applaud. I know. If we can, I would like us to give a standing ovation. I am very weak. That's why we're holding hands. We can stand together and do it together. I will try. If you tell me when it's finished, I will try. Thank you. We will clap for an hour. We will not stop until we fall. Now! This is the room, and this is the drawer, with a sign saying, Sietali Dorli, stuck to it. This is where the red wheat is stored. This is a note, written by hand 75 years ago, telling me, in shaky pencil, that red wheat can cope with the heavy soil of the region and is frost-hardy, and resistant to drought and disease. When it's turned into flour, it has a sweet taste, and is used to make the cheese-filled bread, kachapuri, as well as pastries such as kada. And... Macabliani bread. This is a newer note, typed, telling me that red wheat was almost abandoned after the Second World War due to an agricultural policy based on concentration and mechanisation, and now only a handful of farmers grow it. This is a small foil bag into which the seeds are to be sealed and catalogued and returned to the drawer. This is my hand in my pocket to retrieve them. This is where the moment from before is corrected of stillness. This is my finger finding a hole. This is my heart beating a hundred a minute. This is an empty pocket. This is the fear rising. This is panic rising. This is reaching for something that is not there. This is a handful of seeds lost. This is a crop lost. This is a season lost. This is the bread lost. This is a nation lost. This is me lost. This is everything lost. No, 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 no. No, no, no. I can see a fire. What? I can see a fire. Outside. You can't see anything. I can see a fire. Not the concert hall. Oh. So then what? 
I don't know. Is it the Astoria Hotel? I don't know. I will stay in the Astoria Hotel once it stopped being a hospital. I'm gonna stay in one of the suites. I'm going to lie in a bed. A full poster bed. Yes. <laughs> and then sleep and sleep and sleep. And then in the morning, I shall order coffee and machobliani bread. And I shall eat it and spend the rest of the day picking the crumbs off the bed sheets. And I shall play music and then sleep and then do the same thing the next day and the next. It's not the Astoria Hotel on fire. Is it the Blue Bridge? I walked along the Blue Bridge with my mother when I was a child. And she told me it was the widest bridge in the world. In the whole wide world. It's wider than some bridges along. We saw someone sitting on the railings. And we thought they were looking at the view over the river and out towards the Gulf of Finland. And I talked to him about what he could see. And he told me he could see the black water. And then he got down. My mother told me later that he wanted to jump in, but I had stopped him by asking him a question. I wasn't sure if I was being told off about this. not the Blue Bridge on fire. Is it the cathedral? I don't know. So much suffering to build that cathedral. So much sacrifice. Hundreds died. Ordinary people like us. Workers crushed by falling chunks of marble. Suffocated by the mercury used in gilding the dome. And now, the dome's painted grey so it doesn't attract the bombers. After all that, they were dead for nothing. Not nothing. It'll be gold again. Like a field of wheat in the sun. And when it is, I will be married there. You don't have to be royalty to get married there. You just have to ask and believe in God. When it's all over and the dome is polished back to bright gold, I'll have a great celebration. There will be a ceremony and then a feast and you will all be invited. What will we eat? We'll eat smoked veal stroganoff with steaming bladders of buckwheat and black bread. <sighs> Beef balinchki. Mm. Oh, cabbage pierogi. And borscht with chilli. Mm. And with purple potatoes. And solianka. And sweet cherries. 
It's not the cathedral on fire. It's a woman. I can see a woman on fire. No. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Seeds by No Stone Theatre, starring Nina Sasonia, Graham Rose, Jordan Kemp, Katie Stevens, and Kirsty Ryder. The text is by Nick Walker, music and sound design by John Owen, and the artwork by Gemma Hattersley. It was directed by Nicholas Pitt and produced by Johanna Taylor. This episode is brought to you in association with Arcola Theatre. Arcola Theatre produces daring, high quality theatre in the heart of East London and beyond. With some of the most affordable ticket prices in London, Arcola's socially engaged international programme champions diversity, challenges the status quo and attracts over 65,000 people each year. Every year, Arcola offers 26 weeks of free rehearsal space to ethnically diverse and refugee artist theatre makers. Their Grindbaum Festival opens up opera with contemporary stagings and their participation department creates over 13,500 creative opportunities for the people of Hackney and beyond. Their award-winning environmental initiatives aim to make Arcola the world's first carbon-neutral theatre. The impact of COVID-19 is a critical threat to Arcola and to the livelihoods of all those who work in the arts. Any donation, large or small, will ensure that the theatre stays thriving long after this crisis is past. Visit arcolatheatre.com slash support for more information. And please join us next week for episode 8 with the Oxford Playhouse. If you are enjoying the series, please help us reach even more listeners by subscribing, sharing with your friends and family and following us on social media at No Stone Theatre or joining our mailing list at nostonetheatre.com where you can also find more info about us and how we made this series. And don't forget to sign up before the 25th of November to be in with a chance of winning an A-free print of our beautiful series artwork by Gemma Hattersley. Seeds is a No Stone Theatre production and was made possible with funding from Arts Council England. <laughs>